Hey there, I'm Anthony from Deselect and I'm very excited for today's interview because we are hosting Gilda Hilaire. We talk about her path to becoming a senior manager of product marketing at Salesforce and how you can connect with the Salesforce marketing community. If you have a question for us, just leave it in the comments. Relax, sit back and enjoy. Hi Gilda, welcome to this series. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Great, and really, it's our pleasure. Um, could you please introduce yourself to our viewers? So my name is Gilda Hilaire, and I am the Senior Product Marketing Manager at Salesforce. Um, the community considers me as like their agent or their handler. Um, I focus primarily on Trailblazer community programs for Marketing Cloud and for Pardot. Great. Thank you for um, providing a short bio there. And I would say, yes, you're definitely an agent for the community, if not the, the champion of champions. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's also how this series uh, started in the end. Um, now, um, we all know that you do a lot for the Salesforce community. Can you briefly describe what is your main focus right now? Well, I was a customer um, prior to joining uh, Salesforce. I was actually a customer for well over 14 years, focused on Exact Target, which is now Salesforce Marketing Cloud Platform. Um, so, as a customer, you know, I always wanted to, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So, I always was looking for ways to be active in the community, from writing blogs to wanting you know, Salesforce to champion my ideas or support my ideas to attending every single event that they were having, whether they were virtual, whether they were conferences, whether they were invitations from account executives to network with other like-minded people. So right now, that's exactly what I do, right? I build programs where customers, whether you're a legacy customer whether you're a new customer, but you get that opportunity to feel like you're not alone, you know, in this island by yourself, trying to navigate um, the marketing cloud platform. So I build programs, virtual programs, to really help educate the community on features that they might not even know about, or it could be features that they already know about, right? Because we have a lot of legacy users they know it all, but you know, you don't know what you don't know. So putting together these programs, it gives not only um, internal product folks, but also the community a chance to really help, you know, transfer that knowledge that they have on a particular feature of functionality. So it's really building programs to bring the community together and educate the community. Yes, and I would say that it's working because I think that that community is really something unique to Salesforce, this open ecosystem where you do have that um, community feeling like people showing off with their badges and their certificates and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, now, now, you mentioned you worked with Exact Target prior to it being acquired by Salesforce. So can you tell a bit more about that era and how has that changed uh, since the acquisition? Uh, well, definitely the platform has 
has changed from the days, and this is for the legacy users, from the days of the WYSIWYG tool um, or ET1 to now ET2, where we now have data extensions and journeys. So definitely the platform has changed, but most importantly, the community overall has changed. You know, 14 years ago when I started using it, um, I worked at Johnson & Johnson and I was sending emails out um, for the IOC, which is the International Olympic Committee um, for track and field and for um, for track and field and for gymnastics. And I remember sending out emails. I didn't know who to contact. I didn't know who else was a user of the platform. I didn't know where to go for help. I don't think even at that time, you know, they had um, a portal where people can go and submit questions and kind of network wow. with others, right? I felt I was on an island by, <laughs> by myself. So I feel like there are two big things that have evolved since, you know, since the acquisition of Salesforce, which is one, the platform, right? And two, the community has evolved where it's more um, disposable at your fingertips almost that you can reach out and feel that you're you're supported by others, right? If we think about Stack Exchange and Slack and mm. you know the Trailblazer community, oh, right? Sure. And and most important now, you can get certified, which didn't exist before, right? So you have all these different ways where you can upskill that didn't exist, you know, 14 years ago when I started using the platform. That's very interesting, but it was something you mentioned there that I sort of stumbled over. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned in ET1, there was a time before data extensions. Oh my God, yes, there was. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> um, for my, like, okay, back to my legacy users, there was a time where we didn't have data extension. We had to upload list. And the every list, time, yeah. yes, we had to upload a list. And every time you wanted to send a new campaign, you would import a list. Um, right. And, you know, it was one of those moments where you would spray and pray or the, where the email blast term was popular. I'm just going to uh -huh. upload list, send deliverability. I didn't even know well, who knew about deliverability, right? Mm. Um, we were sending animated gifts. I remember building campaigns where I would have, you know, animals, you know, popping in, popping out, things were flashing. I was using fireworks to create my animations, throw it in an email, spray, pray, send, upload list, done. <laughs> that was, is, there still, is there still like an email left of the, like in one of those emails, do you still have it somewhere? Cause that would be great if we could share that. Oh, absolutely. I have a, several of those emails still saving, you know, and I laugh, I, I laugh at, I laugh, but it's also a great example of growth right? And how the email, you know, has evolved over time where I look at this email, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I still had a job after sending these emails. Uh, <laughs> because I'm like, who did this? I'm like, oh my God, I did. Because <laughs> I didn't know any better. Because I was, you know, on an island by myself. But I know now where if anybody, it, you know, comes into the ecosystem of marketing cloud and they're looking for help. I have so many different places where I could say, Oh my God, there's a great group, you know, that's sitting here in Slack that you can go to. There's the trailblazer community, right? There's so many different options now versus, you know, 14 years ago, you know, I had like eight different colors, five different fonts, 
you know, black background, hard to read all in one email. And I thought I was like, you know, like, Oh yeah. Those were the wild days of right. email design. Oh, and right. the, uh, exactly. I was like, I need, I deserve an email award for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if, if we can get our hands on one still, we'd be happy to put it on the website and, and refer our uh, viewers to it. I'm sure that, you know, people will recognize uh, that time. I don't mind sending it to you and putting, do not do, ever, ever do this. But this is just example of how we've all evolved, especially if, you know, you're 15 year into um, email marketing, you were there at one point where you were sending wild animated gifts using fireworks. And if you were using exact target, you were using what they had called the WYSIWYG tool, right? Where you had like, tables <laughs> and you're what you see is to, what you get yeah which right you have the what you see is what you get and you are importing your your list and you would just send and we weren't worried about can spam deliverability not 14 not 14 years ago yeah i mean who knew what a dns was right so right <laughs> right we didn't know that we didn't know that thing we, it was just it's just wild how you know when you think back how things have evolve platforms have evolved the community has evolved where it's more family style right versus island style you know where yeah. you're not by yourself indeed now if we fast forward to your time now at salesforce you originally came from the customer side and uh i know that at some point uh you were a member of the salesforce marketing cloud customer advisory board i was curious about that too could you share a bit more about that please so as a customer, I was very vocal, right? Um, I'm one of those people where I'm really loyal to brands and the loyalty also includes me sharing with them, you know, not just sharing, but wanting to be part of the evolution of the platform. And, you know, when I worked at some of these large organizations, um, I worked at Liberty Mutual, Johnson & Johnson, Boston Consulting, Boston Consulting Group. Um, I was very passionate about the platform. I loved using the platform, but I would always raise my hand and use my voice and share with them positive feedback to help with you know, the overall direction of the roadmap. And I was also never afraid to raise my hand or introduce myself whenever I would go to connections, for example, right? You know, I would make it a point to introduce myself to, you know, Scott McCorkle, Scott Dorsley, you know, um, Chip, Great, wow. DP. I would introduce myself and say, hi, I'm Gilda from this company. You know, I'm really excited about, you know, the platform where it's going you know, I have some feedback or please include me. So being part of these customer advisory boards or these user group studies or voice of customer, it really allowed me to feel like I was part of a change. So I always made myself available um, to take part in this. And what I love is that they kept their promise to me and they may kept me aware of the roadmap where things were going and it wasn't salesy at all. It was always more of informational and it allowed me to feel closer and connected with the brand. Right. It's not about pushing new features. It's a conversation that you're it's having. A, right. 
it was a it was a conversation and the other thing it allowed me to was to network with others because you remember back then we didn't have we didn't have user groups we mm. didn't have community we we're just they just started scratching the surface on what they had called you know interactive marketing hub and user groups right they just started scratching the surface when i started joining these customer advisory boards so joining those boards allowed me to meet with other customers using the product and sharing best practices and some of these folks that i met years ago i still keep in touch with them from time to time oh and i can testify those user groups work very well i mean we're in different regions but i'm, I'm a member of both the belgian and the uh, dutch user group mm -hmm. and they're great communities um and one of them we even have a whatsapp group and, and people like chat and have laughs so uh it really works mm -hmm, it does it really does and uh you mentioned that um uh, essentially people listen to you when you gave input. Is there like one thing that was picked up on and delivered that you felt, oh, I'm happy that I was able to contribute to that and give, uh, give input on that? The one thing I can remember was, I remember when they were first launching the interactive marketing hub platform and we had an offsite where they presented to us the vision of interactive marketing hub. And I remember as part of the user group, you know, we went through it, we went through our use cases um, we were totally unbiased. You know, we were we went in there unbiased because we'd never seen the platform. They didn't tell us beforehand what they were showing us. We kind of just logged in and they just said, you know, just walk through some of these steps. And then it was after we walked through the the um after we walked through all these steps from logging in on the machine, that's when they said, you know, so what did you guys feel about that experience? And we shared it, and that's when they said, you know, this is what we're considering for you know, this interactive marketing hub community platform. And then mm. we gave our feedback like, oh, that's what that was. We were wondering why you had us walking through this. It mm. didn't have their brand or anything, right? Which is a great way for them to get unbiased feedback because we thought it was a competitor site. We thought it was a customer website, but it was actually a community site that they were building. And when they finally released and launched it, a lot of the feedback from the user group, the from being part of the customer advisory board was part of the, um, the platform. So, so just to make sure I get this right, this was a session where you literally went to an office, they put you in front of a computer and then they showed you something. Yeah, they showed us something. It didn't have the logo on it, right? Uh -huh. They wanted us to walk through, um, you know, walk through this, this series. They had a couple of things that they wanted us to do and to just kind of navigate by ourselves. They gave us, you know, 45 minutes to do through, to walk through navigation again, un completely unbranded. And it was after the 45 minutes was up, you know, they asked us, you know, to write questions, concerns. And that's when they shared with us that this is what they're thinking of launching for the interactive marketing hub. That, that's awesome. So that was organized probably with, by the uh, product development side of, of the Salesforce organization. Correct. All right. Cool. So if we then look at more recent features, because there have been a few great releases, um, are there features that you are very excited about that you think our, our um, you know, customers should be using? You know, the, the feature I remember, and this is just for me, um, the feature that I remember that years ago, I was part of the beta testing. And I'm happy to see the evolution of this has to be Journey Builder. While it may not be something that is recent, you know, I just want to speak to the ability for us now to create, a, I'll call it a tree branch, right? Because when you think of journey builder, it's like a tree where you can create different mm. 
branches, right? right. You can send people on, off different branches based on data that you've collected from them, right? And it's not, um, it's, not a, it's not like automation studio where you're sending them on one linear path, but with Journey Builder, right, you can send an email, you can send an SMS message, you could push them to an ad. You can even send them to, um, to a call center, right? I think for me, it's when that launched, and although it was years ago and I still, you know, evolution's being made to Journey Builder, I think for me, like that to me is still one of the coolest feature that exists is the ability to map out the different branches that you want to take your customer. And this is all based off of information that you've collected on them. And it's information that you've collected in real time. Um, I remember I worked um, for an organization where the developers built a robo dial, right? Yeah, okay. And the robo dial was part of one of the branches for the customer's journey where they would automatically send the customer through their phone a text message um, reminding them of an upcoming appointment. And in addition to that, another path on the journey, if it wasn't the robo dial, was here's an email, right? Here's mm -hmm. um, a call center, right? Here's a newsletter, right? And this was all different paths that they were sending the customer on. Again, while this may not be a recent feature to me, it's still one of those features where if you're a developer, if you're an architect, if you're a channel marketer, if you're a data science, you all should be sitting in a room strategizing on how can we maximize utilization of journey builder with our entire you know marketing strategy i remember actually attending a uh, partner community event and that's also where i learned to refer to the journey builder as the heart of marketing cloud it's even like mm -hmm. visualized like that often correct and the other thing with journey builder is you can pull in other marketing, you know, other marketing cloud features and functionalities like Einstein optimization, right? right? Like service cloud, sales cloud. So when you think about Journey Builder, it's not a single standalone tool, but all these other new features, new functionalities that are being launched out of marketing cloud, you can tag all of those in into one single journey of that customer. Again, it's not a new feature, but it's still one of those features that excites me that you can do all of this, right? Branching within one interface. And then the wealth of data that you're collecting is amazing, right? You then have all this plethora of data that you could then take and you can now strategize on what worked, what didn't work, what's the next step, right? How do we keep our customer engage and involved right got it got it great now obviously we at deselect we think that uh, marketing cloud is a great platform to build on because that's what we're doing um, but how do you think that new um, independent software vendors or, or isvs as they're commonly referred to how can they provide the most value to the platform today and this may not be a right or wrong answer but honestly um, i always encourage everyone to you don't know what you don't know. So learn as much as you can about the platform itself, right? Because if you think about it, 
the platforms are always continuing to evolve, especially, well, for sure. <laughs> you know, there's four, I should know this, four or six releases per year. So things are always changing. Things are always evolving. And I've always said it myself. There's no offense, everybody. There's no certification. There's no amount of legacy users that can ever say, I know everything there is to know about Marketing Cloud because there's always a new feature, a new functionality, a new way of doing things that you never ever can think about. There's always a new use case, right? So I feel like we constantly have to push ourselves, right? To be ready to be uncomfortable with raising our hands and saying, you know what, wow, I never, I never thought about this. I never knew that I could do that. Like right now, I work with an amazing community and there's a marketing club community. Shout out to them. They know who they are. And, you know, when I have these events, I brainstorm with them, right? Because these are legacy users. There are some that are four-time marketing cloud MVPs, right? They're marketing champions. Some you've worked with. Oh, and- so we're, we're having some on the series. Yeah. So, and with some of them, every time you know, we come together as a group and say, okay, what about this topic? Do you think this is something we should talk about? And for them to say, you know what? I've never even used this feature. Like I actually want to have somebody from product present on this because even as a three-time or four-time MVP, you still have so much to learn about. And that's why my favorite phrase is never stop learning, right? And so that's the only feedback that I would give to any ISVs is that, you know, keep pushing yourself to learn. And if there's something that is not being presented on, ask, right? And I always say that to, com- to the community, you know, let me know if there's something that you're interested in learning more about. And I will go mm-hmm. above and beyond to make sure that it's part of a, I say technical session, because I want the community to know how the onion was made, right? <laughs> And so I challenge everyone, like, if there's something you want to learn about, let me know and I'll go above and beyond and add it to the schedule and make sure that, you know, you understand how the onion is made so that you can now turn around and help support your clients, your customers. Right. And I also liked how you pointed out that aside just keeping learning with and keeping up with this ever changing platform to, um, uh, talk directly with the customers and have your own product development involved. Um, it's something that we also aspire to. Uh, our CTO right now is having interviews directly with customers and partners to see uh, what makes sense to them, what, what can we help to do better. So I think that's, that's great advice. Um, going further into these days, um, being a marketer <laughs> can be a stressful job, uh, and especially during these times of the pandemic and all the uncertainty that it brings. Uh, what would you recommend to fellow marketers out there to keep up with the difficulties that uh, they currently may be facing? You know, when we, when the pandemic started, like, I honestly just froze. And, you know, I struggled with what do I do? Do I stop what I'm doing? So just to go back a bit, prior to, you know, when, you know, before the the pandemic started, I was actually supposed to go on a 810 city tour just to meet with trailblazers and customers 
and to have a conversation with them to help understand like, how can I help you? I'm a people person. Everybody knows I'm a people person, love my community. You know, most of the community, they have my phone number, they have my email address. I make myself readily available to everybody. So going on this tool was just to really get a deeper insight and better understanding of the community needs. So when the pandemic started, everything stopped. I kind of stopped and didn't know what, what do I do, right? You know, do I continue with doing these virtual? So I struggled a bit because I wanted to make sure that I was still supporting my community. And I remember the one thing that I did is I actually reached out to the community, right? To get their support and to, to get their understanding. Like, do you guys think I should stop? Should we keep going? And they're like, no, people need distraction, especially now, right? Hmm. If you think about it, if you are home alone, right? You can't go outside. You can't network virtually, you know, in person, you're not near your family the best distraction somebody said to me is still being able to connect virtually, whether it's, you know, whether it's the webinars, whether it's through happy hours, whether it's virtual movie nights, whatever you can do to get that person's mind off of their current situation is the best thing that you can do. The other thing that is to be willing to open up and talk to others about what you're going through and how they can help you. And that's one of the reasons why I make myself really available. I only probably get like four hours of sleep per night. I'm usually up around four, 5 a.m. And I, you know, especially some of the trailblazers that are outside the U.S., I'll text them, I'll send them, you know, WhatsApp message. I'm on Slack you know, message them. Hey, how are you? How's everything going? Do you need anything? What can I do to help? What can I do to support you? Is everything okay? You know, but it's because we have to do that, right? We have to make it a point to check on others, to uplift and support and find various ways where we can provide any little service helps in such a big way. Like you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even realize it unless you did it. It's a great way to keep people connected and, and prevent them from getting isolated, essentially. Correct. And that's why, you know, continuing to do the virtual sessions that I'm doing is because, you know, we may not be able to meet in person because we didn't have connections. You know, Dreamforce is on hold and other virtual conferences around the world, user group meetings, everything's just virtual now. You know, I wanted to make sure that we were still giving them an avenue to feel connected with the community and to also continue learning, right? So I wanted to make them feel like they still had those things at their fingertips because when you go to Dreamforce, you go to Connections, you go to learn about new product features, you, go, you hear from others about best practices, tips, tricks, how they're using the platform, but most importantly, you go to network. And by having these events, I wanted everyone to still feel like it's just a virtual connections Every two weeks, Guild is having a virtual connections. Let's join. Well, we should definitely also put that link in the, uh, in the description of the video. We'll do that for our viewers. Um, you, you, you also mentioned uh, learning. So many of our listeners are quite experienced SMC experts, uh, actually. But for those that are new uh, to the platform, what would you recommend to people starting their career on SFMC 
what would you recommend them to learn? How can they stay connected with uh, their fellow trailblazers? That is a great question because 14 years ago, I didn't have that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we've been there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't exist for us. Um, you know, one of the advice that I would give to all the newcomers, right, people that are just, you know, crawling their way inside the marketing cloud is to, you know, be willing to connect with others, right? There are times where you start learning something and you get frustrated, but it never occurs to you that there are other resources out there. For example, the Marketing Cloud Trailblazer community, it's on 24-7. There are a lot of people that are asking questions. And what I love about the Marketing Cloud Trailblazer community is you ask a question, you'll get six different people that are jumping in, trying to help you solve it. And I've seen firsthand where folks are like, here's my email address, email me directly, and you know we can connect offline. And then problem solved, right? So that's number one, where it's like the Trailblazer community is there at your fingertips to help you. And it's not just marketing cloud product folks helping you, it's the community helping you. Oh yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Right, so that's number one. Number two is, definitely go on and look through the marketing cloud trails. There's so many different trails available to help you better understand the various features, functionalities of the marketing cloud. So make it a point to go to trailblazer.com and to take some of the trails that are available to help you walk through and understand what is available, how do I use it, what's the benefit to using it? And it's not just hard skills, but they're also soft skills as well. And then other than that, you'll find there are so many different amazing community members building sites that is continuing to help you upskill. You have Slack channel. There's an email, there's an email Slack channel. That is awesome. Yeah. Hundreds of people are on there sharing best practices. And I've even seen it where you'll share a piece of code and say, I'm struggling. I don't know why it's working. 20 different people are helping you on this. And like I said, what I love is the, here's my phone number, here's my email address, happy to help you. There's Stack Exchange, there's How to SFMC, and there's a lot of community members with some amazing blogs that, mm. again, it's upskilling you. I love that you mentioned How to SFMC, because actually we had Gregory uh, Gifford on one of the previous episodes. <laughs> yes, and Greg is part of my my committee my crew <laughs> I, I was i guess so i guess so yeah <laughs> um and what i love about the how to sfmc and this is a great example of you know a community seeing a need and saying you know what we're gonna fill the gap and the need was you know at some point you know your career trajectory from marketing cloud is i'm a newcomer i'm just learning right a couple of years later you're like okay i'm now on that advanced trajectory level right? And they're, the How to SFMC team is coming in and saying, we see a need to fill a gap. And that gap is, we want to do more of deep dive, that technical how-to stuff to help the community within the marketing cloud. So that's one of the things I love about partnering with them. And they're also helping me so that, you know, I'm aware of what are some of the things that the community, they're like my eyes and ears, right? What are some of the things that the community is interested about, right? So whenever I have these events, I don't just do it without approval from the community, 
right? I want to make sure that everything that I do, it's aligning with the community's need. And then I'm not just, you know, running out in the wild doing things by myself do without your, your support. own thing yeah, right yeah. right no the community <laughs> means a lot to me um so i value everyone's feedback great and and besides um uh, marketing cloud resources and how to stay connected there specifically um just given your extensive uh marketing experience what would you recommend to marketers to stay up to date with the lot, um, latest marketing trends uh, in general oh my god that's a great question um, the way I stay is really through social media. <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, I law, I sign up to a lot of blogs, right? Um, so there's Twitter, Twitter is number one, LinkedIn's another place, but I litmus is another place where I sign up for the boss because I want to know, you know, what is the latest and the greatest, but there's also additional blogs that I make sure that I log in, I sign up for their newsletters just so I stay up to date and know exactly what some of the features and functionalities that are coming out. Right. And I, I read the litmus report on the best um, mm-hmm. uh, email service provider. So we know, yes. we know who that is. So. <laughs> right. And then another favorite for me is like eMarketer. Love eMarketer. Um, oh, yeah. I sign up to get the newsletters, um, return path is another favorite of mine's where I want to make sure I know all there is to know about deliverability and can spam and all the changes. So I make it a point to just sign up the newsletters. And then, you know, whenever they have an upcoming webinar, I attend uh, just to kind of stay in the loop. And I encourage everybody to do the same thing too. All right. Now, now, as for Twitter, I'm personally curious because I really need to step up my Twitter game. Uh, <laughs> like, do you have do you have any tips there? And is there, is there anyone I should follow? You know, I, you know, years ago, before my role at Salesforce, I don't think I was big on Twitter. I was like, oh, 160 characters. You know, I, I'm the same. Like, I, I still like, don't get it fully. <laughs> what can I get out of Twitter? But it, it has since, you know, since started working at Salesforce, it's like been one of my favorite go-to, <laughs> you know, five o'clock in the morning, I wake up and I'm on Twitter, right? Really well. <laughs> I, you know, because I love seeing, I'll call them the snippets of what people have to say, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's, oh, you know, Eureka, I just figured out how to do, you know, and then it's like three bullets, boom, 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 but it's short, it's sweet. And it's straight to the point, right? It's not a long paragraph. And what the beauty of that is you can immediately reply, way to go. You know, there are a lot of people getting certified and they post their certification. That's a great way to uplift and support and motivate that person and say, oh my God, great job, keep going. You know, or if somebody didn't pass their test, what I love is when they say, no, I didn't pass, but you know, I'm not gonna let that stop me. You know, 50 tweets later, everybody's like, you know, motivating them to keep moving forward. You know, Twitter has become my number one go-to just to hear what the community is doing. And it's my way of supporting them, promoting them and being their advocate. So I, I love, I love Twitter. I, it's just my thing now. I'm a tweet I def- girl. <laughs> I definitely have to look more into it, but it, it's certainly uh, popular amongst um uh, amongst Salesforce employees, I can tell. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that uh, Mark Benioff at one point considered buying it. Uh, <laughs> and he's, he's, he's an avid tweeter. I follow his tweets uh, with you know, great pleasure. Um, so I think we can almost run up here, but do you have any closing thoughts that you would like to share with our audience today? 
you know, the one closing thought is, you know, never stop learning, right? Um, and some people might say, well, that's harder. You know, it's, hard, it's easier to say than to do. But, you know, with the way that the community is today versus what it was, you know, 14 years ago when I was sending my animated gifts, I'm using fireworks, it's completely <laughs> different. Never stop learning and, you know, make it a point to get comfortable with a community that's all about love, caring, and knowledge transfer, right? It's something that I never thought I would experience, you know, when I started my career in email marketing and to see the way it has completely transitioned, right? Where even on Twitter, let me just go back to Twitter for one second. Even on Twitter, I've seen people say, you know, I'm having trouble with, and then the community just jumps in and they volunteer to help, right? And it's just, to me, just an example of how powerful we are as a unit than as a single person just trying to figure things out by themselves. So I encourage everybody to never stop learning. And I encourage everybody to, you know, become a member of the community. Like you said, Trailblazer Marketing Community, Slack, Stack Exchange, How to Us FMC, and be sure to also follow other marketing cloud advocates. You mentioned Greg Gifford before. There's Adam Spriggs, there's Elliot Harper, you know, there's Karina Cohan, right? There's Jenna Matson, there's um, Zuzana, there's Marcus. There's so many great community leaders out there that is sharing blogs, they're sharing, you know, their best practices, advice. I see them as thought leaders in the community. Oh, yeah. Follow them, right? Because and these are the folks that are willing to help out. So never feel embarrassed to reach out and ask for help. Great stuff, Gilda, and, and a really a great community, of course. Um, it was a pleasure having you for this interview. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for watching Heroes of Marketing Cloud. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date about future interviews with fellow marketing champions.